Welcome to The Friday Habit with Benjamin Manley and Mark Labriola II. The Friday Habit is for creators, entrepreneurs, and agency owners looking for actionable ideas on how to grow their business and be more profitable. We'll pull from our combined knowledge of over 20 years and interview thought leaders that will inspire you and give you the motivation you need to kick your business into high gear. Buckle up. It's Friday. It's Friday. Who doesn't love Friday? You know, I mean, the reason why this is called the Friday habit is because there's an energy about Fridays. Now, you could be listening to this on a Monday or a Wednesday, but just remember that feeling that Friday gives you, like the weekend's coming. Maybe I'm going to have a cocktail tonight because I can sleep in tomorrow. Who knows what it is? But you can take that energy with you every, everywhere you go and have that kind of uh, excitement every day. And so that's why... This is called the Friday habit, because not only do we do a certain business practice on a Friday, but we also practice just staying positive and having a good time. Isn't that right, Ben? That's right. You got it, Mark. <laughs> That's I right. Well, hey, today we have an awesome guest uh, with us, uh, Sean Korami, uh, and he is helping businesses become more profitable and efficient, and we love profitability and efficiency. So, Sean, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm, I've been really looking forward to being on. Yeah. So, hey, what, um, Karami, where, where is that from? Where is your heritage? Oh, wow. This, I, uh, I, I, surprisingly enough, I rarely get asked that. It's uh, Iranian. Let's go. Uh, I, was, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> you knew it. <laughs> yes. Salam. Yeah. <laughs> salam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. I actually, um, uh, I actually immigrated here uh, uh, right after the Iranian Revolution back in '79. Um, that that is exactly my father-in-law's story, and my wife um, uh, has that exact story. So my father-in-law came here in the late uh, '70s to go to college, and his dad was like, "Don't come back," you know, like stay in America. So he went to a disco, met my mother-in-law, they hit it off, had four children, and I married one of their uh, daughters and uh, love the culture. (laughs) And I I can, I can always hear that, that Persian, like a little bit of Persian whenever we're, whenever we're out, you know, I, I, uh, I'll look at my wife and I'll, I'll be like, I'll say like, I'll just say like, watch me, you know, and I'll say, are you from Iran? And they're like, how did you know? And I was like, <laughs> I heard the THs, like all this stuff. So I got yeah. a good ear. So yeah. I, I had that feeling. I was like, hey, I, I feel like Sean might be a kindred brother. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Farsihu Balagnistam. Oh, you sound pretty good. You're doing well. Yeah. So, so anyways, so Sean, thanks so much for, for being on the show. We got, I got a question for you. We do these conversation cards here to kind of get to know, um, our guests a little bit. And we, we all answer these, Ben, I want you to answer this too. Okay. So this is an open-ended question. We have, would you rather open-ended questions? This one is what's the worst work mistake you've made? Oh my. (laughs) Ben, you you go first because I have to like pick from all the ones. (laughs) You probably have less experience with bad mistakes than I do. (laughs) Mm, Oh my gosh! Okay, Um, I have a listen. I have a minor one. I worked at Little Caesars Pizza as my very first job when I was fourteen years old. And, um, we, I had, we kind of like pizzas would come out, you'd cut them up and then you'd put the pans in the dish, in the dish tank. Well, a buddy of mine was at the dish tank washing pans and I pulled the pan out of the oven 
cut the pizza and then handed him the pan as I was holding on to it with the grippers and he grabbed the pan and it was like, you know, a thousand degrees. And oh, it was, no. Yeah, that was a work mistake. So <laughs> it wasn't your worst one though, right? Uh, probably not. But you know, my kids listen to the show, so I don't wanna <laughs> I think I think I have one. I don't know. It it's not that specific, but I would say it's just a mistake I made a lot when I first started freelancing. Mm-hmm. Um and it was just I would I would get so focused on projects that I would not be responsive to customers. And so mm. over and over, I would disappoint customers when I first started freelancing, you know, out of college and stuff. I would, I would just, you know, be in the middle of a project. I'd be so excited about it. All right, cool. We're going to work on it. And then like another customer, you know, on a different project or somebody I had worked with before emails me and I, I don't get back to them for like a week or something. And they're like, what's going on? And then, you know, they're, they're ticked off, which I don't blame them because they didn't hear from me. But that was one thing I had to learn. Uh, the hard way was early on in my career was just how to communicate with people and and not um, not drop the ball when you're in the middle of a project. Way That's to bring important. it back to business, Ben. That's important. <laughs> well, well, uh, um, here I, I'll pick one, and if you want, I can give you another one. Um, uh, so uh, one time when, when I first started um, doing uh, some uh, online marketing, one of the things we did were, were these uh, email campaigns. We would do this is. 20 years ago. Um, and, um, a lot of this stuff was brand new. And so, uh, we were sending out thousands and thousands of emails, uh, regarding, um, you know, having a call to action for certain things, you know, trying to sell a service. And, um, one of the vendors that we were using said, Hey, um, you know, we, we should use a different kind of server. Uh, we should, we should just uh, pick a domain and use a separate domain. Don't use one of the company ones. Oh, don't be silly. All our emails are fine. We've done everything. No, 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 no. You you can get blacklisted, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. So uh, we, we end up doing the uh, email uh, campaign straight through one of the servers of the company. And sure enough... Um, yeah, and we a portion a portion of the emails at, at the time it was it was very different back then. So, you know, email uh, uh, your your permissions were different, and and so a, a a bunch of our email addresses and everything were were living on this one server plus a whole lot of other things on the uh, on, uh, for the company, and we ended up for uh, one and a half two weeks being shut down. We could not even we could not communicate in any way. Um, a whole bunch of the company. So um, I learned that the hard way. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was stressful. Very stressful. Yeah. Yeah, was like, like two people complained. Oh, you want another one? Another yeah. one was uh, when I decided that that I'm smarter than everybody, and so <laughs> so I'm I'm sitting there. I'm very frustrated with the IT guy. This is another company that I that I had. Um, I'm very frustrated with the IT guy. The IT guy at one point turns to me, and I'm standing with him, and he's the owner of his the IT company, and and I'm saying why can't this and the other? And and at one point he turns around and I and oh no, I said to him, hey look. I, I'm going to have to get someone else. This is ridiculous. He says, oh, no, no, no. You can't get rid of me. You need me. And that is about the worst thing you can say to me, uh, that, that, that you're indispensable to me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so so um, I turned around right on the spot, fired him. Uh, and I had to become the company's IT guy for the time uh. being, which just 
destroyed my life for for a good two months. <laughs> oh, um, you know, I had no life at all, and I I developed an appreciation for people. I did. Um, yeah. So. Oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> oh. Well, hey, Sean, thanks so much for for being on our show, and and uh, you know, I'm just excited to get to know you a little bit better, and and kind of learn uh, from you, and allow our listeners to kind of hear. Um, you know, some of your experiences and, and, and for you to share some of your knowledge of doing business for the past, um, you know, multiple decades. So um, it's interesting. So you said you, you're uh, from Iran. So uh, are you, you are a um, like you're essentially like you weren't born in America. So you are like a um, I'm an implant. You're an implant. And th- and, and then so then my question was, is, is English your second language? Like when you first moved here, was it like, all right, I got to learn English and, you know, like do that or it was it was it was scary for me. I mean, because, yeah, because all that what, what I love about this story, because, you know, my father in law has a great story, right? He came here. He, he could barely speak the language, but he got to work. He just started working. He was, you know, working in restaurants and doing all this stuff. And um, but he just worked hard and applied himself and networked and, you know, grew to be very successful. And so what I love about this story is that, like, you know, so many times we feel, I think, as entrepreneurs and business people that we feel like, oh, somebody else has uh, upper leg because of the family they grew up on or the privilege they had. But a lot of times when we start to dig into these stories, we find that, man, it's people who maybe didn't have as much privilege as other people um, have had, and they were able to kind of make something of themselves and, um, you know, be successful. And so I just, I wanted to hear that part of your story as far as, you know, you coming here, uh, you know, how old were you? And then, you know, what, what kind of stuff did you do, you know? Yeah, you know, uh, I, I, I consider myself much more fortunate than my father who had to come over here uh, with me and because of me, um, because at the time what they were doing was they were taking uh, a lot of a lot of the in in, in Iran. Uh, what they would do is recruit uh, young kids and send them out to to the Military, war. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they were used as uh, a lot of times as decoys in order to uh, figure out what's going on in the minefields or or to figure out where the enemy is, because the able soldiers um, would then be able to actually function. So my father, uh, being very frightened of that, and I, they actually told this story just uh, a few days ago to, to some people we had at our house, um, you know, t- took us out. I knew yes and no. Uh, that's as far as I knew. Uh, and um, at the time, over here, uh, there wasn't very good sentiment about Iranians. Right, yeah, we had the whole crisis where they uh, had some Americans kidnapped, right, during the they had, they had, or something like that. Yeah, they were they were holding. Uh, they basically took uh, the uh, American embassy hostage. Um, if you watch the movie Argo, that's partially partially about that. Um, and it's funny, I have a stamp collection that actually, yeah, well, that that's a conversation <laughs> for another time. It shows their perspective of what that oh, was. Oh yeah, by the way. interesting. So. Yeah. So we move over here. Uh, I know yes and no, and I, you know, I was I was young. I was uh, in the sixth or seventh grade, um, but uh, you know, kids are pretty mean. You know, so it was not unusual for people to um, spit at you, uh, to uh, pick fights with you, to you know, uh, it, it was a it, it was rough in that way. 
yeah. because I had zero friends um, and zero possibility of having friends or uh, or anything. And at the same time, I knew nothing of the language. And uh, my father, for a, a pretty long time, what he would do is sit me down after school and actually translate my textbooks for me. Um, these are the things my parents did, which, you know, made I don't have that tough a story because of my parents, uh, mm. because of all the buffer they were uh, for yeah. all that stuff. Um, but I, I think you had a, uh, in a recent show, you guys had, um, I want to say, uh, Andy Matheson on. Mm. Uh, yep. and, and he was talking about how he eventually got into his father's insurance business. Um, mm-hmm. But, and, and, uh, and how he never thought he'd ever get into the insurance business. It was just not that interesting at all for him, right? Yeah. I was exactly the opposite. I loved my father's business, which was uh, he had a construction company in Iran. He built buildings and roads, and I loved being on construction sites. I loved all the equipment and everything. Mm. All I thought about is I'm going to be, you know, I, this is what I want to do when I grow up. Um, when we moved here, my father obviously could not um, have the same type of uh, business. He had much more muted uh, business uh, life. Uh, but still, I was very interested. And that's what really actually got me into being um, d- doing my own business. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was my father got a couple of uh, very small income properties, you know, a few units. Um, and because they were so small, it didn't make sense for them to get professional help. So um, they they would manage it themselves. This is my father and his friends. And uh, they were not very good at managing it, and they were having a lot of trouble with it. Um, And so one of the things I did, and this was my first business, was basically sit behind a computer. That was the time when uh, personal computers were first coming in, uh, Mm -hmm. and and I sort of put together this database program that they could use, and it became my first business. It became, uh, I I would sell this uh, process to different um, uh, property owners as uh, a way of managing their uh, properties. Um, But it was a a very difficult time uh, at the very beginning. I, for whatever reason, I was able to learn the language uh, relatively quickly. Yeah. Um, But I learned... um, back then uh you know to not let these things get in your way uh when people are you know strictly against you because of where you're from you know that you know i don't it's fine people discriminated you know they are the way they are but yeah but how do you get through that because you have to live too and you have to succeed as well uh you you know you have to do it despite those things um so there, there are a lot of obstacles that present themselves that may not seem fair to you or may not seem like you deserve it or anything, you know, a variety of things. Uh, and you just have to bust through those things and get through them. Um, and that's part of being successful. And all of us have those stories. All of us have it. I mean, uh, you know, and, and I'll stop after I tell you this very quick story. Yeah. Even after I got into like having, you know, being an adult and having, a, a, you know, my first real legitimate business, not as a teenager. Mm-hmm. You know, I had really tough times. There were times, and I've told people this, um, that I didn't have electricity. Um, I mm-hmm. went through, I remember a time, two weeks uh, or three weeks it was, I didn't have electricity. I had Halloween lanterns that I would light, and that's how I would get around my apartment. Uh, because wow. I didn't have lights, um, yeah. so 
things can get tough. Things can get rough. Uh, and if you want to, if you want to succeed, you have to bust through them, and you'll have those yeah. challenges. So, what? Where did you grow up? I grew up in Tehran, and then when we moved, uh, I, uh, we moved to LA, and that's where okay. I stayed. Okay, Tarangelis. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so and so that's probably an interesting, um, you know, growing up in Los Angeles is probably uh, uh, also toughens you up, I'm sure, you know, uh, living not as much as some other places would, but yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so did you end up going to university or or anything like that? Yeah. So uh, you know, I always. I think one of you one time uh, I, I heard you talk about how formal education wasn't really into, uh, you weren't into it. I <laughs> yeah. don't know which one it was. Was it Ben? <laughs> probably, <laughs> ben, probably. Ben never finished and I never started. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So you know, I, and I'm not one of those guys who thinks people should go get a formal education to have any credibility because because God knows there's so many uh, people who don't. So that wasn't my my thing. But I just loved having formal education. I loved the mm-hmm. concept of it. Yeah. So uh, I ended up. Going Going to, going to college and I got degrees in mathematics, computers, and economics. And this is how much I loved being in school. I think it's because I was lazy in some way. But <laughs> I love being in school that, that I actually stumbled into the economics degree. Um, hmm. I ended up taking so many economics courses as electives. I, it started as, uh, as electives that I ended up qualifying for a degree. Oh wow! So I I did that, and then and then after that I continued. I I got a law degree. I have formal training in marketing, sales, uh, accounting, um, okay. and mostly. So just you're educated. I, I I just like it. I I don't know how much <laughs> how much it all means, uh, and I don't know how much if I remember right. Like like what is it? You got you have that that super um, concentrated uh, concentrated way of learning. You know, yeah. Like how much of it do you remember a year later after oh, you're yeah. cramming all this information right. into your brain, yeah. and then half of it doesn't have any application to anything, right? Um, yeah, a hundred percent. I always you know will get really hyper into something you know and get excited about it, learn all about it, and maybe it's like setting something up or or whatever that is, and I'll kind of do that. And then someone will be like, oh, hey, how did you like do X, Y, and Z? And I'm kind of like, ah, you know, I was kind of an expert at it at one point, but then I forgot <laughs> everything that I taught myself. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. That's what happens. So then, so then you had all this education and then right away, did you kind of just jump into, um, uh, like the corporate world and, and, or did you say, Hey, I want to like do my own thing after college or, or what was your path from there? The weirdest thing about like what, when I think back is that I never sat there and said, Oh, let me, let me see what, you know, my friends would talk to me about jobs and everything, but I never thought about it that way. Uh, you know, I, and I, I never even actually, uh, did a resume for myself while I was in college. You know, funny thing, a couple of months ago, I was talking to my wife about that. I've never done a resume for myself. I've never actually received a W2 from any company that I didn't own. Yeah, you know, it's weird. I, I, and most people I meet at least have that kind of education and it brings you a lot of stuff. When you mm-hmm. go and get a job, uh, work for someone, you get a completely different perspective, an entirely different type of education. I'm kind of without the benefit of that. I've had to go back and teach myself because, um, again, a lot of times I, I, I hear you guys talking so uh, you know on, on your podcast, so I, I'm uh, sorry I, I refer back to it, but you talk about employees and how someone's an employee and whether they're a friend or, or yeah. some, some people want to be too friendly and this and the other. 
I, I had to go and sort of get an understanding of what it is to be on the other side of me as, as an employer, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Because I w- tended to be um, unproductive uh, is, is really the way to do it. Because mm. even if you're trying to be nice or whatever, you, you still need to be productive and get, get a lot of value out of your employee and make them the best they can be so that the company, the endeavor, the the venture can be the best it can be, sure, and I. Yeah. It took me a long time to actually see that point of view. Uh, so there's there's a whole lot of things that I didn't get to see because I never had that perspective, that I had to go then teach myself to do. But yeah, I didn't. Uh, I did not have a job. I did not get a job. I'm not sure I could have gotten a job. <laughs> <laughs> you were that, unhirable. That, that may have, that may have been the reason I didn't get a job. Uh, uh, so, but but I but I just went and started my own thing, um, and and you know went on. Yeah. So then, you know, being an entrepreneur, I feel like is a lot different than being a business owner. So, I mean, what do you think the pros and cons are of each of those things? You know, being an entrepreneur, uh, you're sort of sitting there saying, okay, I want to do X and I got to figure out for, you know, how it's going to bring value to people and and how I can actually do the thing I want to do. And the Mm -hmm. way I went about doing that myself was I, I would get into, I would start a, 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 you know, a venture and then I would look at my competitors. The first thing I always do is, you know, you look at the, uh, the market, right? Right. And so I'm looking at the market, I'm looking at my competitors and I'm looking how I, the, the different obstacles that I have in, in running my own uh, shop. And so I would, I would identify things that I could um, box up uh, that, that these, like the same industry would need. Um, what I called it, uh, what I call it is um, back officing. So the way I started most of my businesses was that, was, was identifying needs that are in my business or in my industry and then, and then boxing that up and saying, it's, you know, different things that, that my industry has trouble with and boxing that up and doing it right and doing hmm. it at a better price than the business does and then marketing it to 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 my to my competitors so i would have i would always start like this and then and then start going kind of um, horizontally through my competitors and marketing to them essentially you know you you mentioned what 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 it is to be a business owner uh, versus an entrepreneur it can be the same thing or it can be very different uh, you know, someone can go and buy a pizza shop just to have um, some sort of income and, and run a pizza shop. That I don't necessarily consider entrepreneurship. That I do consider owning a business, obviously. But identifying different needs and, and trying to solve them and, and really, uh, for me, uh, doing it from scratch. Every business I started, uh, I, I started from scratch from zero employees. Hmm. And, then, and then trying to figure out how to bring value and how to expand that business and, and keep on expanding it, keep on expanding the, the products, the services, uh, and the value it brings. Um, I think that's more entrepreneurship. Uh, I've never been asked that question either. Very good question. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's so that's interesting. I mean, I, I really, you know, Ben, I see Ben's always solving problems in his businesses, right? Creating systems and processes and, you know, even like 
you know, coding his own apps to do the specific tasks that he you know, needs done. And so I think that's very fascinating to say, hey, like you would solve a problem in your business and then you would essentially box that up and then sell that to people who are in your same space of like, hey, do you need a solution to this problem? I mean, that seems like a great way to like, I guess as an entrepreneur, if you have this desire to, you know, um, see things come to life, it's like, hey, let me start, you know, selling these things that I'm creating to people and, and to kind of see how, how they take off, how they, they go. But it seems like you're, you'd be putting a lot of energy and, you know, kind of taking a risk doing something like that. All right, we're going to pause this conversation here. Uh, go to thefridayhabit.com. There you can find show notes for this episode. Uh, there you can also find links to our websites and ways to get in touch. At the bottom of the page, you can download our guide to the Friday Habit System that will show you how to set aside one full day each week dedicated to working on your business instead of in your business. If you're not already, make sure you subscribe. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear next week's episode, subscribe so you get notified. Uh, also, leave us a review in Apple Podcast app uh, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want to potentially be on one of our episodes uh, with a question you ask us, go ahead and record a quick message in your phone, voice memo, and email it to hello at the Friday Habit.com. Until next time, live every day like it's Friday. Friday.